Welcome to the Brew Crew Review Podcast, the show by fans for fans of your Milwaukee Brewers. Welcome back to another edition of the Brew Crew Review Podcast. This is episode number 74. This is your host, Vince Travato, joined here on the set today by Scott Bartell. Scott, how are you today? Uh, doing pretty good. We're taping on Sunday, releasing on Sunday. So uh, celebrating a series win in a, another close game, eh? Yeah, another great game today. And I guess before we really get started, um, uh, do we have Chad and, and Craig with us? I know that you were in charge of getting them thrilled in here on the set today scott um no actually i had left that up to the interns um actually <laughs> i think i think they said they were actually gonna apply for uh jobs at the milwaukee Brewers ticket office again so um hmm. I, I would love to <laughs> to know which one has the inside track of getting hired back at the office between the two i'm pretty sure one's banned for life and one is banned just within the organization so i'm, I'm not sure but <laughs> yeah, um, we won't say which one is which. I think one does have a, a ban for Major League Baseball for gambling on baseball, and then the other is banned for anger issues uh, from the from the Brewers um, organization just generally. And um, we won't say which one is which. But so and, what uh, anyway, um, and Pete Rose have in common? This is actually real. <laughs> like it's not <laughs> even like a joke. Video. That that's what makes no. it so comical, I guess. Just yeah, I know. Yes, one of our hosts is legitimately banned from from Major League Baseball. But um, you know, maybe someday he'll still get in the Hall of Fame. You just never know. He didn't. He did have a good year a couple years back uh, in the ticket office. So, well, well in any event, um, Scott, um, great. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say, for what it's worth, um, I mean, I I heard from um, our anonymous source, uh, Tom Carter, that he, they actually could use some good people in the office. So. Hopefully, hmm. um, Scott, we're not any, we're not start, we're not starting this episode off on a high note because um, you really aren't supposed to say Tom Carter's name on the air. He's our anonymous source, so again, we're not supposed to say Tom Carter's full name on the air. You can go with Tom C or T Carter, um, but not Tom Carter's full name. So um, let's just have the interns edit that part out. Yeah, no, T Carter, T Carter for sure. Sorry, Tom. Okay. Yep. Uh, sounds sounds good. Well, in any event, uh, welcome back to us to another episode of uh, the Brew Crew Review. Um, you know, it's it's been a, an interesting week. Got ended a bit on a high note, um, as you mentioned. We're taping this on a Sunday evening. The Brewers have just taken the series from the Pittsburgh Pirates, uh, two or three games from Pittsburgh at home at uh, beautiful Miller Park in Milwaukee. Um, today was a, a close game, a two to one victory. Scott, what were your thoughts on the Brewers and the Pirates series that concluded? Uh, well, just a few minutes ago here today. Um, every single game was very, very close. Um, just uh, well played. I'm, I'm thrilled to get out with two out of three, especially after losing two out of three to the Mariners. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Just uh, really good baseball, just great pitching all around. Just to, Yeah, yeah. and that, that continues – that continues the theme. Now, the Brewers, uh, after today's game, are actually tied for first place in the National League Central Division. Um, the Pirates uh, have a bit of a worse record, but it seems like the Brewers and Pirates have played 
um, you know, pretty close games all season long. I was, uh, as we mentioned on a previous podcast, I was up at the last uh, Brewers Pirate Series in Pittsburgh about three weeks ago, and um, that was a very well fought out series. The Brewers uh, ended up emerging victorious in a 13, 14 inning game um, on a Saturday. It, so it was, um, you know, it's been a, a series of hard fought games between the Brewers and the Pirates, but it seems like Milwaukee keeps coming out on top in these games. Um, do you see the Pirates and the Brewers matching up for any particular reason, or do you think it's just kind of an oddity uh, that, that these games are so close, or what do you think it is? Um, I mean, I think it's probably just a small sample oddity. I mean, the teams, anytime you're in the division, you're going to play each other uh, pretty competitively. But um, as far as, like, score, that doesn't necessarily equate, I guess. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, when you look at just the the last six games, I guess, we um, – we only scored four runs once. So, I mean, to be able to get out of there with uh, like just three out of our three wins in our last six games, we should be pretty happy. Yeah, that's a, that's a, a good point. Um, so you alluded to it earlier. The Brewers did struggle against the Mariners uh, earlier on in the week, um, the return of Domingo Santana to Milwaukee. Um these two teams don't play each other very much. So it's not really something that we can look to in years past and say there's a track record of winning or losing against the Mariners. But uh, what were your thoughts on the Brewers and the Mariners series earlier on in the week? I thought it was a series that we should have had. Um, Obviously it's just the offense wasn't there. And I I think what you're maybe hopefully alluding to there is that um, uh, uh, there's a lot of times that, you know, obviously we know Domingo Santana, but these two teams don't really know each other. And um, it makes it a little bit more of a pitcher's duel because you have uh, pitchers that you're not used to facing um, at, with any kind of regularity. You just don't have the at-bats against mm-hmm. them. And I think overall that probably led to a little bit of low scoring. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting series, kind of frustrating series. Um, it was that series against the Mariners that led to a series of roster moves being made um, here in the last few days. So let's recap that a little bit. The Brewers uh, recalled second baseman Keston Hira, much to the delight of many fans uh, from AAA San Antonio, and optioned third baseman Travis Shaw to AAA San Antonio. Um, we also designated uh, Hernan, longtime Brewer, Hernan Perez for assignment. Um, so his fate is yet to be determined whether or not he remains in the system and, you know, gets down to AAA and, and can remain in the Brewers organization remains to be seen. No word yet on that, but um, also recalled infielder Tyler Saladino. And then in an unfortunate piece of news, pitcher Jimmy Nelson was placed back on the disabled list again. Um, he'd only been activated for three starts and I think one appearance out of the bullpen in the meantime since he had come off of his long-term stint since 2017 on the DL. Um, and then pitcher Corbin Burns was once again recalled from uh, the minor leagues. Um, Scott, do you want to kind of go through these moves and, and recap them a little bit um, with your thoughts on each one? Well, I think the one that we should probably start with is the most shocking, I guess, which was, I, to me anyway, uh, of those was probably uh, Hernan Perez being DFA'd. I, I was definitely surprised by yeah. that, um, especially because – Everybody wanted Keston here to be back, and uh, we were sitting here in our last episode trying to, you know, work the numbers and see how we could get it back up on the roster and get or get it back in the bigs. And um, the biggest problem that we had was uh, we we thought we had probably too many pitchers, 
Um, and Hernan Perez always seemed to be kind of safe because of that uh, positional versatility that he brings. And yep. when you have rot, like a roster number crunch, you really want a guy like that to be on your roster with that kind of versatility. Unfortunately, um, he just wasn't getting it done in semi-limited at-bats, I guess, 150 at-bats, I think. But, um, yeah, I was definitely surprised to see him go. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's the same, same here. And, and just to show how much we know, when we were discussing, you know, Keston Hira and his potential return to Milwaukee, um, we went through a series of potential roster moves that the Brewers could make, uh, you know, including devoting Travis Shaw and, um, you know, maybe sending down a pitcher. And there was a lot of possibilities that were discussed. I don't think that any of us brought up uh, Hernan Perez, you know, unless Jed mentioned it and we missed it. I don't think that any of us said that Hernan might be the odd man out on the roster. Now, granted, we also called up Tyler Saladino, which was also interesting because I think that many fans may have looked at Mauricio Dubon as being the next likely infielder to get called up um, and not Saladino. It's no no uh, insult to, to Saladino, who was having a great year in AAA. But um, I think that a lot of guys maybe would have picked uh, Dubon to get a call up ahead of Saladino. So that was also interesting. Yeah, definitely. And I, I do want to say that we weren't wrong. I mean, Shaw still actually did get sent down. So that wasn't right. actually one of the moves right. that was suggested. But no, it's definitely right. um, – would you – I mean, with that many moves, do you consider this a little bit of a shakeup? Maybe to you know, motivate the team, bring some new blood in? I do. And I think that it kind of it goes along with some very interesting comments that uh, manager Craig Council made. Um, I think it was two days ago, right after all these moves happened. And, um, you know, he was asked about Orlando Arcia and Craig Council was very direct and to the point saying that Orlando's defense has not improved. His bat's not where it should be. Um, it made it really sound like Arcia might be part of some future move as well, whether that's to the minor leagues or maybe not tendering the contract after the season. I think that, that also took a lot of fans by surprise. It's certainly Brewers management from David Stearns to Craig Council um, is definitely showing some frustration with where the Brewers infield is at at this point, um, which is really interesting to me because, um, and, and we've discussed it on other episodes, but it hasn't really been brought up in the last week, but we still haven't seen a ton of production out of our first base position. Um, certainly guys like Jesus Aguiar have been disappointing. Eric Thames has had a, a decent year, but um you know, Jesus would be another guy who's been really struggling who the Brewers were counting on in the infield this season. So I think that there is some frustration. Um, so, yeah, all these moves were a little surprising outside of maybe um, Hero being called up. But I, I even even sending Travis Shaw back down, again, this is a guy who hit 30-plus home runs the last two seasons. He's been struggling a lot this year, um, had an injury earlier in the season. I didn't necessarily think that – I don't necessarily think it's a surprise that he was sent down, but I do think – that it is still fairly shocking when you look at it from a big picture perspective. Um, you know, if you would have said on opening day that Travis Shaw would be in the minor leagues, um, you know, by July 1st, I think that that would be pretty shocking to most fans. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I think I could probably go so far as to say that um, if Aguiar had an option and Shaw didn't, that Aguiar would have be the one on the plane ticket to AAA. So, um, right. I mean, it was just one of those things where there was really not, nothing else that anybody could do at this point. I mean, there's only so many times that you can keep trotting them out there. And uh, yep. it's, yeah, it's frustrating for absolutely everybody. Um, Arcia, just to circle back to that, I mean, he he was brought up as having like this gold, gold glove, you know, and he definitely has a phenomenal arm. Um, 
he still plays to me. I mean, it's still above average defense, so it's not like you know we're missing too mm-hmm. much there. Um, a few two times maybe where um, like you'll see him make an easy play and then you know punt like like a or he'll make a phenomenal difficult play that you know most shortstops couldn't do, and then he'll punt an easy one mm-hmm. or you know maybe he'll try to make a throw that shouldn't be made and that results in an error or something like that. But um, for what it's worth, I mean. Um, he's still hitting 240, which is not good, but um, 11 home runs compared to what? I, I think he had like, what, I don't know, three, five all of last year or something like that. So Yeah, I think it was five. You could have your interns look that up, but I think it was five all last season. And, and a couple of those at least came within the last couple of weeks of the year. Um, you know, he had been demoted, I think, twice to the minors during the 2018 season. So, um, you know, had been up and down, uh, you know, throughout the course of last year as well. Three homers all last year, but um, I, I think you're wow. still technically right, though, because I think he he had at least one. I think he had two in the playoffs. So. Yeah, so maybe that was it um, that I was thinking of, the five total, but three in the regular season. So, yeah, a bit, very shocking comments. I did not expect to hear that out of Craig Council. Normally we get um, kind of a vanilla response from, from Craig on, you know, players, your specific situations. You know, it's not like he's – a guy that goes to the press very often and doesn't compliment a player. You know, maybe sometimes he doesn't say as much, but usually he's not so direct and, um, you know, kind of critiquing a player. So it was, it was kind of eye-opening. And I think that, you know, coupled with the moves that were made, as we discussed, I, I, I think that there's definitely some frustration. Um, you know, the best thing about this last month, June has been, you know, fairly rough for the Brewers, but the best thing has been that the Cubs have also played, played poorly. So we've managed to, you know, not only stay in contention, but we're actually in first place in the division tied with the Cubs um, as of this taping. So, um, you know, I, I do think, though, that there's some frustration that maybe the, the thought is, is that the Brewers could be with the Cubs losing streak uh, this month, you know, four or five, six games ahead of the Cubs in the standings going into July and the All-Star break. So, um, I, you know, that's probably where part of the frustration lies. And part of it also just, again, being from not getting the expected production from guys who were really relying on going into the year, um, and again, that's Travis Shaw, that's Jesus Aguiar, um, that's maybe Arcia to a degree, you know, but it's, it's, it's crazy how guys that we were so counting on just in, you know, the span of a few short months ago are now, um, either in the minor leagues or off the team in the case of Hernan Perez. Yeah. Apparently David Stearns, um, okay. So we have eight players, you know, eight actual like position players in our starting lineup and two of them were guys that we just signed and they're both all-stars so um scott you... that's the next segment come on we can't give that away yet oh okay yeah i'm sorry but it was a good no it was a good it was a good transition just yeah if you want to finish your thoughts first on you know kind of where we're at after these moves we'll, we'll, we'll make the transition now because you did that oh, okay yeah i guess i should have probably yeah it would have been a great segue but um yeah you knew I... about this in the pre-production meetings but that's okay i would you go so far as to say that um well, Saladino is probably brought up um, specifically, I guess, um, because he could play a little bit better shortstop than Dubon. Because I thought Dubon, I actually wasn't sure if you were going to bring up one or the other. Um, it's almost a coin flip, but Saladino has a little bit more major league experience, and I, I think he can maybe play a little bit better short, but that's subjective. Yeah, so Saladino has, I mean – 
Dubon has zero major league experience. And Sally, you know, had several seasons with the White Sox. Then he played last year in the big leagues with us for most of the year. Um, so certainly he brings that to the table. Actually, um, it should be pointed out, Saladino was up with the Brewers earlier this season as well for um, a brief stint. I think it was like a week or two weeks. Um, so he was up on the team already once. But um, he does offer some versatility. So I think that the Brewers are eyeing him as sort of Perez's replacement at this point. Um, and again, Saladino was hitting very well in AAA, so maybe they're hoping to ride a hot bat. Um, he can play second base. He can play shortstop. I believe that he played a little bit even in the outfield last year. Um, so he's got some, some versatility for sure, um, and that is most definitely a value uh, to a team like the Brewers that really uses versatility um, a lot. So um, so that's one one aspect. And then Hira coming up, um, you know, Hira played well when he was up in Milwaukee a few weeks ago. Um, hit outstanding again after being sent back to San Antonio. So we know what he can do with the bat. Um, Hero steps right into the starting second baseman role. Uh, Mike Moustakis moves back over to third to replace Shaw. So I think that those two moves are, you know, you've, you've got you've got a kind of a, a designated idea for each one of those moves that was made. But um, Hero does not offer the defensive versatility that a guy like Saladino does. So that's that's probably why they were made in tandem to a degree. Um, but yeah, interesting timing, interesting comments on the Arcia stuff and. We'll see how it plays out. And then the other the other move that we should discuss quickly, um, you know, Corbin Burns is back up in the big leagues and another setback for anyone else. But any of our uh, inside sources or maybe our colleague Tom Hodgecourt about the prognosis for Jimmy Nelson and his latest bout of uh, elbow discomfort. Yeah, I just think that with um, with his injury history now at this point, I mean, he's he's really really battled, but he was gone for so long. I just think they're gonna they're really gonna take their time with him. I, I just don't think they're in any rush to bring him back at this point. Um, I really hope that this is something that's just gonna be a couple weeks, but um, I don't know. There's something there's something in my heart telling me that this is gonna be an extended stay, and I I, I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, I think that you might be right, and I'm just wondering if the Brewers medical staff did and i'm sure they did but you know what was the what was the rationale for bringing him back when he did come back because you know a couple extra weeks after being out for you know a year and a half almost is to me no big deal um you know i think that most fans are thinking that anything that we got from jimmy nelson this year was kind of gravy so why rush him back in the first place because velocity has not been there yet um you know at all in any of his outings whether it was in san antonio or whether it was in the big leagues yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I thought it was something that he was he was building up to. I mean, we showed him there were a couple times that he was out there, you know, he was still able to you know to hit ninety six, but it, he just wasn't um, wasn't with the amount of regularity that I guess it should. But I don't know. I, I'm still I'm still thinking that it it was just a little bit of a control issue and a little bit of a just not um, having a lot of innings under his belt because I mean he's been hurt for so long I mean it's pitching is not like riding a bike I mean you can't just pick it up and just be perfect like you know like he was before he got hurt um there's gonna be it's gonna be something that it's gonna take a little bit of time and I think um you know they they thought he was ready and I mean it's it's got to be hard because you got a guy who took almost two years to battle back from something like that and to tell him you know, when he's done everything you asked him and to tell him, well, why don't we wait a little bit longer? I mean, it, it's got to be frustrating to him. Um, but they brought him back. I don't think they would have done it if they didn't think he was, 
you know, a hundred percent and ready to go. And unfortunately the results just weren't there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I, I'm not accusing the Brewers medical staff of not doing their due diligence. Obviously they worked with him very closely. They thought that he was ready. Um, I'm a little worried that this latest setback might, like you said, be a little more serious than is currently being discussed in the media. Um, you know, and if Jimmy shut down again for another prolonged period of time, I mean, it's got to take its toll on a guy mentally too, not just physically. Um, you know, he, and we're, we're judging a little bit from the outside. Um, but it seems like Jimmy's a little deflated at this point. You know, some of the interviews that he's given, he just seems like, you know, this is such an uphill battle and, you know, you're, you're, you're facing it in the public eye in the sense that the media is always asking questions about it. And then you go and you pitch and you don't pitch well for the, you know, four or so games that, he came back, he was moved to the bullpen after three starts. Um, so, you know, I think part of it too is getting Jimmy back mentally to a good place. Um, so if it takes a longer amount of time to do that, then, then so be it. I mean, at least as far as I'm concerned, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I would agree. I mean, and, and it's really weird because I've heard some people saying like, Oh, well, is this a, like they were asking like, or they were saying that this is like, um, obviously his, his return was unsuccessful. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, technically that's true. I mean, he, he came back up here and, and got roughed up. But um, to be able to battle back and return at all is a success uh, to me anyway. Yeah, no, that's um, true. And that's, that's true. That is true. And I guess I also want to stress, like, I mean, this isn't – it's not re-injuring the labrum. This is an elbow issue. It's a completely different issue. Um, but um, could they be connected? Absolutely. Um, but who knows? And ultimately – you know, it's just something where they're going to have to shut him down for a while and take uh, every precaution that they can and, and hope that he, he's able to make it back again. Yeah, well, let's um, let's go ahead. We'll move on to, to better news. And the Brewers uh, were able to, to, to get four All-Stars uh, as of, you know, the last half hour here. Um, the All-Star game is uh, officially named its roster. So Christian Yelich is uh, a starting outfielder for the national league this season um top well vote getter, for usually top vote getter and uh you know definitely a, a candidate for repeating as national league's most valuable player um but three other all-stars named today uh, mike musakis uh will be in the game as a reserve yes money grandal at catcher and then josh Hader was named as a, as a pitcher for the national league bullpen um what are your thoughts about four all-stars being named to the team this year um every single one of them is in my opinion, absolutely deserved. The only one I was actually worried about was um, uh, Mustakis, actually, just because um, there's a little bit of a log jam as far as, like, talented third baseman. So I thought that was potentially an issue. Yeah, and that was something that we discussed briefly. I think you, you nailed it with the uh, selections of our, our All-Stars this year. I think that I also named – uh, Brandon Woodruff is deserving of an all-star appearance. So I think I was off, but uh, good work on that this year, Scott. Well, I mean, I, it's, it's great, but at the same time, um, I, I think that uh, it's very possible that you're going to wind up being right when all is said and done, um, because I, I do think that there's still some um, real potential for Woodruff to get named um, between now and the time of the all-star game, especially because, I mean, of course, um, Anybody who, I guess, is like a baseball stat head, they're not going to care about wins. But uh, when you when you have one more games than anybody else in the National League, like that 
resonates with fans and with um you know it, it's it's just one more thing that stands out you know what i mean if he's 0 and 10 with the exact same amount um <laughs> of, of stats like as far as like whip era like strikeouts all that kind of fun stuff um right that's right great but um it, it's gonna help him a little bit so hopefully it hopefully he gets named yeah woodruff you know the first in the national league to, to get 10 wins on the year um he, he would, you know, certainly be deserving if he gets it. So no, no harm, no foul on that big name right away. But um, interesting. So the Brewers last year had five all-stars, and that was the uh, high uh, number for the organization in the team's history. Uh, so this ties the, the second highest total ever um, here in 2019. So congrats to the guys that made the team. Um, where are you watching the game, Scott? Um, I have no idea. Um, probably at home, but not sure. Might go to a bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not not Cleveland. Um, no, no, unfortunately. Okay. I wouldn't mind it though. <clears throat> we'll to, um, yeah, well, I'm sure Craig put in for our press pass. We should be fine. Rock yeah. and Roll Hall of Fame. Should, we, yeah, man, lots to do there. Um, mistake on the should, lake. Should be as good. Uncle Junebug would say. <laughs> That's true. Um, Scott, let's uh, take a look at our social media. Uh, did you want to go through one of the polls that uh, that your interns put up this week? Um, yeah, I guess so. I actually, before I I um, got away from the the All Star bid, I wanted to say I wanted to verify it first because all of this is coming in as we're taping, so it's it's like and our interns are are not great, but um, it's uh, Christian Yelich. I believe he's in the home run derby as well. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes. Okay, so that should be exciting. And then um, I guess one more just little blurb I wanted to throw out there is that uh, Devin Williams is going to be in the Futures game as well. Uh, he was our top pick, I believe, the second rounder from uh, 2013, I want to say. And he's had a great year at A this year. So hats off to him. Yeah, very, very good. Good reporting there, Scott. Oh, yeah, we do what we can. <laughs> but uh <laughs> um okay so i'm sorry about all that now what what else do we want to talk about we had so much here going on yeah your interns put up a couple of polls this week did you want to did you want to get to those and then we'll talk about the week that uh the week that's coming up for the brewers before the all-star game and um again we went over all of this in the pre-production meeting so you should be aware of our schedule here oh yeah absolutely um and, uh, in great detail. Um, no, actually, uh, all of our interns are now currently working at the Monkey Brewers ticket office. So uh, that, unfortunately, like, yeah, I have to put out those polls myself. I have to do all this research myself. It's crazy. Oh. Um, and actually, they said that um, uh, they spent most of their time actually just voting for Milwaukee Brewers players uh, for the All-Star game. So, you know, hats <laughs> off to them, to, you know, help make that happen. Uh, really wow. appreciate it. And they said they occasionally sell tickets too. So all kinds huh. of great stuff. Um, and they, they actually said that they're really happy that they, they're they not really required to provide any customer service whatsoever. So it's sell tickets and vote. And so I I can appreciate that. But um, yeah, as far as uh, polls that we put out, um, we said, um, First of all, who who gets your midseason vote for the most improved brewer compared to last year? Um, do you want to throw out who, who it would be for you, and then I'll tell you what the fans think? Uh, most improved since last year, I would probably have to go ahead and say Brandon Woodruff. Uh, I think that he's shown 
you know, marked improvement in his ability to pitch through big situations, to pitch longer into games. Um, he had some glint of that success coming out of the bullpen last year, but it's a completely different role. So I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and say Brandon Woodruff. Yeah. The, the fans definitely agreed with you actually 50%. Uh, so mm. the, the next closest was actually Zach Davies, um, who yeah. might've actually been my pick. Um, and he's at 21%. Um, only because uh, Woodruff was so great out of the bullpen last year, and he was so great in the playoffs that um, for, for him to be a successful starter was not that big of a stretch for me. Uh, whereas Davies, this is sort of his breakout year. Um, he, he's done so well that, um, you know, I, I think that Woodruff's having the better year than Davies, but um, Davies, I, I would say, is more improved. So that's a little bit of semantics there, but that's what I would have gone with. But, yeah, the fans agree with you guys. Okay. Who who else weighed in on the poll then? Uh, the other two candidates on the list. Um, it's actually a tie, thirteen percent each between Mike Mustakis and Orlando Arcia, uh, both having uh, good years. I mean, obviously Mustakis is having an All Star year, but um, compared to last year, he has uh, been improved considerably. And the same thing goes for Arcia, just not as much as the first good. aforementioned uh, Davies and Woodruff. Good. Okay. Fair enough. Um, all right. Do we have another poll question? Uh, we do. And this one got a little bit more traction, which means that people were more <laughs> emotionally invested in the angry part of it. I think and this is also, we should, we should point out that this is the, uh, the poll question brought to you by Benno's in downtown West Dallas, Wisconsin. Continue to patronize Benno's for all of your around the world drinking needs. Okay. Go ahead, Scott. Awesome. Oh, around the world. Oh, it's so great. I did accomplish that, but unfortunately I had to get a cab home. It was rough. <laughs> yeah, you did. But you did get a t-shirt and a picture on the wall, so that, that was great. <laughs> oh, it's still up there somewhere. They're going to be like, that It is. Hopefully it's next to our Christmas card. But no, Meadows <laughs> is absolutely phenomenal. And um, let's see, uh, which Brewers player has had the most disappointing season so far compared to last year? Um, Ooh. Right um, now. Do we call guys that are in the minor leagues uh, Brewers still? Um, yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. Or even if they're, then I go with Travis, then I go with Travis Shaw. You lose the guy and can, you know, hit 30 plus home runs and he's hitting it, you know, I think he's got five on the year so far and you miss that big lefty bat in the lineup. That's a big disappointment. So my vote's Travis Shaw. Yeah. Hernan Perez um, was DFA'd of course. We already talked about that and he wasn't even in the top four. Like I didn't even put him on the poll because that's how rough some of these yeah. uh, seasons have been. Um, I, I didn't even think he was, yeah, I didn't even think he was a top four uh, option right now. Um, hmm. But, yeah, Travis Shaw, absolutely right, 47%. Uh, 34% say Jesus Aguiar. And uh, yep. after that, Corbin Burns and then uh, Jalice Chassin. Uh, yeah, I think all four are deserving of some votes for what it's worth. Yeah, and Chassin, again, not having a horrible year by any stretch, but, um, you know, I, I just had higher expectations for him after what he did last year. Yeah, and this is a guy that was ta was tapped by the team to be the, you know, opening day starter. You know, so this is a guy that I think a lot of fans and others were looking at him as being sort of a stabilizing veteran presence at the top of the rotation. And, you know, if not an ace in the true sense of the word, at least a guy who was going to lead the rotation. Um you know, maybe like a almost a Giovanni Chiardo type uh, going back a few years. But um, he certainly he has not lived up to that expectation this year, even if he has been overall, you know, serviceable, but but certainly not great. Or a guy that 
you'd be very comfortable with handing the ball to in game one of a playoff series. Yeah, and and to be honest, I mean, I, I'm not even sure that he even um, – I'm actually surprised that it's – that he gets 9% of the vote and Corbin Burns only gets 10%. Um, mm-hmm. Corbin Burns, I just thought was going to be – I mean, what is this for a team if Corbin Burns does anything compared to what he did last year? Because I right. hate to see it, but um, right now um, – Jeffers hasn't quite been the dominant person that he was last year. Uh, the only person right. you can really count on is Hayter. And I say that, and um, Hayter has actually had um, – he's actually been a part of. He's surrendered um, home runs to um, players in two of the most devastating losses um, of the season. Uh, I believe he gave up one to Bellinger. Uh, that cost us the game against the Dodgers, and then another one to Freddie Freeman against the Braves, um, both of which, you know, both teams, are, they're the only two teams right now that actually are winning their divisions uh, besides us. So big games, yep. and, yeah, devastating. And, yeah, and he's still the only person that you're like, that you really think is going to be able to do the job right now. And, uh, man, I just I, – I really think that we would have if – just between those four guys, could you imagine how good this team would be? This team would be 15 games over 500 right now if all four of those guys were putting up even 10% less of the numbers that they put up last year. Yeah, and that's and that's part of the frustration, I think, from the fan base. I mean, some of that's natural in a 162-game season, and um, you know, fans are going to react like fans do. But I do think that the frustration level is a little higher um, that perhaps should be expected for a team that's in first place, just because of the fact that, that, again, we could be five, six, seven games up in the division with even, you know, a little bit of a contribution from guys that we were, that we were really counting on going into the year. I mean, at the time of this taping, we're six games over 500 and tied for first place in the division. Um, and I believe we would be, if even if we didn't win the division right now, we would still have the first wild card spot. Um, yep. I think we have to absolutely be thrilled with our position based on the performance of, uh, of the team so far. And really, if you look at it, um, I think everybody said that this division is going to come down to three teams, uh, Brewers, Cubs, Cardinals, and all three of those teams, in my opinion, have underachieved so far this year. Um, yeah, but give, give a little credit too over. to to David Stearns for building the depth, you know, in the system to make up for guys who are not having good seasons as well. I think that that's kind of a an underrated aspect of the team's success, just because he's he's getting a lot of critique, you know, a lot of criticism from a lot of fans, uh, just because he didn't go out and get a big name starting pitcher in the offseason. So, uh, but I do think that you have to look at the overall you know picture and say, okay, well he he did provide a team that's got a lot of depth at least and can hang tight in the division even when guys are performing. Yeah, how many times have we had a guy that came off a good year and, and then they just decide to bat, you know, 200 or 220 or something like that, and they're just not going to get done? Yeah. And we're like, well, um, pencil him in for 550 at-bats. Like, we're just going to have to <laughs> right. stick with him because we don't have – the cupboard is bare. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, and that's a little bit different when you've got a guy like Shaw struggling and you can call up. Justin Hero, that's certainly a, a good position to be in, so – um, Absolutely, Scott. Let's go. Let's go ahead and take a look at the week that's coming up. We've got four games against the uh, division rivals, Cincinnati Reds, and then three games in Pittsburgh against the Pirates. 
to end the week and to end the first half. Uh, what are your thoughts on the series coming up against uh, both the Reds and the Pirates? Um, well, I mean, I, I actually think that both both the Reds and the Pirates, like, they're they're probably going to finish, you know, uh, last and second last in their division. But neither one of these are are bad teams um, by mm-hmm. any stretch. Um, how many games do we have this week again? Four against Cincinnati and three against Pittsburgh, so oh, seven total yeah. games. Okay, so remember when we had like that like five-game series, and I thought, yeah, well, we that's perfect because we're going to be able to ha- throw yeah. Hater at least three of those games. When you have seven games in yeah. a row, um, you're going to get less of Hater, and in my opinion, that's less wins because um, I, I just don't have a lot of faith that we're going to be able to hold the lead, and the offense <clears throat> um, is not firing on all cylinders right now. Hopefully right, that right. Just now with, you know, with all the changes that we've had, but uh, here especially, you can't predict. Yeah, we need a, we need a, Wisconsin needs a prediction from you. Could you please just what's the number? No more hemming and hawing. Just pick something. Four and three, and it should be better than that. It really should. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to go with as well, though. Four and three, uh, I'm going to say that we'll split the series with Cincinnati and take two or three from Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh. Um, seems like we've played them pretty well this year, so we'll say two and three against the Pirates at PNC Park. Um, so we'll go into the All-Star break, hopefully with a winning week, um, and continue on to, to better things in the second half. No reason why we shouldn't be able to come out of there five and two, but unfortunately we're just not playing. The, like, we're just not, we're not quite there yet. So, yeah, 4-3 yep. is the option. Well, that, that sounds good. Um, so we'll pick the same 4-3. Uh, I can't speak for Craig and Chad, but uh, we'll, we'll assume that they're going to pick the Brewers to have winning weeks here. Um, let's see. We've got a couple of minutes left. Let's dip into the mailbag and say, uh, see what we have here. Um, Scott, we've got a question from Liz Siski from West Dallas, Wisconsin, and she asks, uh, hey, guys, love the show. Um, who's your favorite interview that you've ever done something with and why? Hmm. Um, well, I mean, is it just people that I've interviewed? Cause I've actually only done like two interviews, two or three. Well, we can't let you, yeah, we can't let you on the set too often with that, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I mean, you gotta play to your strengths, I guess. I would say. You did have- Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm just going to say Tim Dillard. I think it was a great interview. I think it was a lot of fun. And not only that, but um, the part that actually <laughs> was interesting is, um, like, just picture how long ago this is. And, like, Tim Dillard, after the interview, was like, did I do okay? I'm like, what? Yeah, of course. <laughs> and he's like, well, because the thing is, is, like, I've never actually done one of these interviews before. I'm like, what? I'm like, all right. I mean, at the time, I mean, Tim Dillard was in Nashville and he was throwing 98 and like now he's like a social media icon basically. And he's, you know, like just uh, as always a great personal guy, but I was like, I never thought that he would be the person because I was the one who was nervous. So, um, no, no you, did, was, you did great. It was a lot of fun. Okay. Well, very good. Yeah. I, I think it's somewhere. I on would actually, it's not on our channel, but you can have the interns post that, but uh, no, good, good, good uh, selection. And I'm sure 
that uh, she'll be happy with your answers. So thanks to uh, Liz Edwards-Siski from West Dallas, Wisconsin, for the uh, email question this week. And again, fans, remember that you can send us an email, uh, podcasts with an S at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter at review one uh, is our handle, and we're very active on Twitter, or at least our interns are. So uh, please continue to, uh, to send in your questions, and we'll try to get to as many as we can in our next episode, where I'm sure that we'll discuss a winning Brewers week, the upcoming All-Star game again, and uh, the trade deadline here at the end of July, which are all going to be hot topics in the next few weeks. Oh, and um, Vince, actually, before you answer that, I also want to thank um, – we've got actually even more five-star uh, ratings um, just uh, for this podcast. And I, I just really want to thank everybody because this is just absolutely phenomenal. I mean, um, you know, we, we do this to talk baseball and stuff, and it's just so great to be able to connect with uh, – um, you know, the, possibly the best, um, I guess fan base that, that any sports team could have, I mean, to be able to overcome, you know, at times decades of mediocrity and, and being able to, um, you know, just root for the team, no matter what, like, I mean, Milwaukee is such a great baseball city and such great fans. And, that is true. Um, that is true. Well, yes, yeah, thank you for those ratings. That's, uh, that's outstanding, Scott. Good, good, good report on that. Yep, always great. Thank you, guys. And if you want, throw us a five-star because it definitely, definitely helps us out um, because um, I think when we started this, we were, um, we were one of the best Milwaukee Brewers podcasts out there uh, because there just wasn't mm. any. And when we see more podcasts, we don't think like, oh, no, even more competition. No, we think it's great. Like, it's just manifesting um, even more greatness and and even more brewer, um, just brewer fans and people looking for more content. That's awesome. That's exciting. And, Scott, you'll probably do another one of your giveaways or have your intern do another giveaway uh, going forward. I know that last year on this time you gave away a, a Ricky Weeks autographed baseball to, um, I think, our, our 200th follower or something of that nature. So we'll have a, another giveaway, I'm sure, uh, to start off the second half for our tradition. So uh, continue to stay tuned for that as well. Yeah, I guess anything's possible. Um, I have to maybe dig up something or – try to figure out what we could do. Um, I know that the, um, the last uh, person that actually won was uh, uh, probably one of our, our biggest fans and most active contributors uh, on Twitter with us. And it's always great to see somebody like that win. And um, it's definitely awesome. That was the, that was the Ricky Weeks ball. That's right. Well, thanks to, thanks to Vikram. Thanks. Thanks to Vikram who won that competition and thanks to, uh, to Liz for the question today and to Michelle Prolongo for her question uh, last week that we got to on the air. But um, in any event, thank you all for listening. Uh, we continue to try to bring you good news coverage. We'll have a second show here this week um, where we will do an Around the Horn uh, series of trivia questions. So stay tuned for that. Um, and in the meantime, remember to stay classy and go Brewers. Go Brewers! Do, 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 do. All right, Scotty, good episode, man. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Did you hear my, my in the background? I did. I did. That's great. I did. I did. I did. I did.